I'll be reading from Luke 2, 8 through 12, if you'd like to follow along. Luke 2, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Thank you, Ryan. Good morning, church. It's great to see each and every one of you here this morning. Keep your Bibles open there to Luke chapter 2, and we'll meet there in just a few moments. I hope that you've had the opportunity, like every week, to pick up a, a bulletin. Uh, tells about all the things going on. If you hadn't realized yet, we are in a busy, busy time. Uh, we've had several things going on over the last few weeks, and still have some few, a few things going on this week. But I want to bring your attention to a few things that will be happening uh, toward the end of this month. And then next month, don't, don't forget, uh, on Christmas Eve, December the 24th, uh, we will be here at 10 a.m. only. Uh, we'll have a worship service, no Bible class, uh, and then we'll be concluded for the day so that you can spend that uh, with your families. And then the next Sunday, December the 31st, uh, New Year's Eve, uh, that'll be our fifth Sunday where uh, we'll have a guest speaker, we'll have a fellowship meal, uh, Bible class, combined Bible class in here, worship eat together and then enjoy our afternoon service and then be concluded for the day. And then over in January, you'll remember, it's already been announced, Evangelism University is coming up, so be listening for those things and the things needed for that. It'll be a lot of help, a lot of opportunity for us to help and continue to serve in that way. And then uh, don't forget, on January 25th uh, is the Wild Game Supper, and so uh, I've been asked to remind you, uh, you hunters, uh, we need some deer and other wild games. So uh, be going out over the next few weeks and uh, getting some of that and having that ready for us on January the 25th. Uh, Reed Swindle from Foot Street will be up here and he will be speaking for us that day and will do an excellent job. And so uh, we are excited about, about that event as well. I want to remind you of a few uh, that are not on our prayer list, but some of those, uh, some of these have been brought to our attention and some uh, have not. And I just want to bring those uh, before you and uh, let us uh, offer them up to our Heavenly Father in prayer and encourage you to do that as well. Uh, Miss Tasia is here with us today, but today is her due date and she's asked us uh, to remember her and her family uh, several times uh, in, uh, in thinking about that. And so we want to remember her in our prayers as she approaches that time uh, of delivery and to be with her and her family. Also, you may not uh, be aware of this one, but uh, I don't think Miss Debbie Mabry is here with us today. Uh, but the last couple of weekends, she's been going down to Tuscaloosa. Uh, her aunt... Um, uh, is uh, passing away with cancer, and uh, she's very close to her aunt. And so I would like to encourage you uh, to remember Miss Debbie and her family uh, in your prayers and reach out to her and let her know that you're thinking about her uh, because this is, this is a tough time for her uh, and her family. And uh, Miss Julia, it is so glad to, we're so glad to see you here and glad you're doing better as well. Let us go to our Heavenly Father in prayer as we uh, begin our lesson this morning. 
Holy Father, we thank You so much for this opportunity to worship You today. Thank You for being in our presence. Father, thank You for the opportunity that we have to lift up Your name, uh, to lift up uh, our worship to You, and our praises to You, and approach Your throne in prayer. Father, we thank You for uh, Miss Tasia and Wesley and their family. Uh, Father, we uh, want to lift them up to You, Father, as today is Miss Tasia's due date, and um, hopefully in the next, uh, within the next week, Father, she will have a, a healthy baby. And Father, we pray that all that will go well, and Father, that You will bless her through this, and bless her baby, and that uh, it will be uh, healthy, and Father, that all will go well. And we just ask that You will be with them and bless them. Father, we also are so thankful that Miss Julia is doing well, and that she is able to be here here with us today. We pray that uh, that you will continue to be with her and bless her and bless her uh, with good health, uh, Father, so that she can continue to encourage us uh, and uh, encourage others to live for you and to follow you. Father, we also want to pray for Miss Debbie and her family. We pray that you will be with her and give her safe travel. And Father, we pray that you will be with her Aunt Doris as she is at the end of her life and that you will be with all of uh, their family, that you will surround them, that you will hold them, and Father, that you will help them through this difficult time. And Father, we just want to lift up all of these individuals and families to you. And Father, there may be others. Uh, we pray that you will be with those who, who have lost loved ones and that you will uh, be with them each and every day, but especially during this time of the year. Father, we uh, thank you for the opportunity to approach your throne in prayer. Father, we ask that you will watch over us and keep us safe. Bless our worship this morning that will be in spirit and truth. And Father, we give you our glory. Forgive us of all of our many sins. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. What is it that makes you happy? What is it that brings joy to your life? There's a lot of things in life that bring us joy and happiness. But I want us to think about what that is. Maybe you're here today and things are great in your life. You are happy. Because everything in your life at this moment is going well. Maybe you're here today and, and you're not happy. You can't think of anything joyful. Because of certain events or circumstances that have gone on in your life, you're not happy. But we want you to know that with whichever of those you are in, we want you to know that we're glad that you are here. Because today we're going to talk about, we're going to look back in history, and we're going to talk about a time when true, authentic joy entered the world. And this joy had nothing to do with presents under a tree. This joy had nothing to do with Things are events except for one in particular event. You will notice there in Luke chapter 2 that the Bible says that a decree went out in all the land that they needed to register everyone. So they called for a census. And they went out in proceeding to register all the people. And the Bible says that everyone went to his own city. Joseph and Mary... Righteous, upright people, they wanted to do what was right. And so they went down to Bethlehem. And it was there that Mary would bring forth the greatest gift that has ever been given 
in all of mankind. And guess what? It wasn't wrapped in beautiful wrapping paper with a bow. It was wrapped, the Bible says, in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. The Bible says that after Jesus was born, there were shepherds living out in the field. That's amazing, isn't it? They were living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds. And they became afraid. Isn't it interesting that the angel of the Lord chose to, or God chose to deliver this message to shepherds? Uh, Warren Wiersbe says this about shepherds. Shepherds are not easily fooled. They are practical men of the world who have little to do with fantasy. If they said they saw angels and went and found the Messiah, then you can believe them. God selected hardworking men to be the first witnesses that His Son had come into the world. You could take it to the bank if the shepherds say they saw the angel and they went and found the Messiah. They were, just, they were not telling what they think they saw. Well, we might have seen this. No, you could take it to the bank because shepherds were not men of fantasy. And you could take it to the bank when they said we saw the angel and they went and found the Lord. The angel of the Lord then declared to them that he brought good news of great joy. He literally, literally is saying, I announce to you good news, a great joy that shall be to all people. It's an expression that Luke used in his gospel and also in the book of Acts to mean to preach the good news. And the same declaration that he uses to declare the good news about the birth of Jesus Christ is the same language that is used to tell people to go and preach the good news. Shepherds, go tell about the good news. This is the good news. Go tell about it. Now today, Christians, this is the good news. Go Tell about it. Luke would remind his reader that this good news, it's not just for the Jews only, but he said it's for all people. It's for everyone. You see, that good news began there on that night in Luke chapter 2. And we continue to be commissioned to tell the good news today. But you see, this was not just any joy that they spoke about. This was not just any joy that the angel told these shepherds about. It was not the joy that came, comes about when you get what you wanted on Christmas Day. It's not the joy that comes just because my circumstances are great and everything's going great. So what is it that made this joy so great? Because it was the good news about Jesus. Matthew would tell us Jesus was God in the flesh. Let that soak in for a minute. 
Jesus on the earth was God in the flesh. And now He had been born into the world. You see, that's why John would tell us, Jesus came to this earth and He made His dwelling place here so that He is perfectly capable to stand before the Father as our advocate because He knows what it's like to be flesh and blood. A lot of people are happy today in our world because of the things that are happening to them. And when they talk about their happiness, they're talking about the events and the things that are surrounding the things that make them happy. We have other people who uh, talk about how they used to be happy because of the things that used to happen to them. You see, that happiness is brought about by circumstances, by events, and by things. You know the English word for happy is happenings. That's what happy means. I'm happy because of things that are happening to me. But Jesus, the uh, the pronunciation of Jesus coming in to the world was true joy. No matter what the circumstances of this life or this world brings to us, we can still enjoy the real joy that comes through Jesus Christ. Anthony Ashe once said, Joy is found eight times in the Gospel of Luke. All are descriptives of the joy of heaven and on earth that's caused by what God does in Christ. You see, that's the true joy. It's, it's, not, it's not really necessarily about what my circumstances are or what I'm getting or not getting or the things that I have or that I don't have. It's because of what God has done for me through Jesus Christ and what God continues to do for me and others who would follow Him through Jesus Christ. The New Testament Christians, they had this kind of a joy. Uh, notice it, Acts chapter 13 and verse 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 15 and verse 3. So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the, con- the, the, the conversation of the Gentiles, the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy to all the brethren. Paul also included this type of joy in the book of Galatians chapter 5 in what we know as the fruit of the Spirit. And despite their sufferings and their uncertain circumstances, uh, the New Testament Christians experienced joy. Acts chapter 5 and verse 41. So they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Now think about that for a minute. I don't know about you, but I don't like suffering. I don't want to suffer. But the New Testament Christians in the book of Acts chapter 5, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Don't you own that one for a minute. That was joyful for them. I'm sure they had problems just like anyone else. 
I'm sure they had concerns in their lives and in their families just like anyone else. But these particular individuals in Acts chapter 5, they counted it joy to suffer. Not just any suffering, but to suffer for His name. Romans chapter 5 and verse 3. And not only that, but we also glory, in a sense they might say, are joyful in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. We sing the song, this world is not my home. Do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? You see, it's that home in heaven. That's what brings me true joy. And that was the announcement of the angel to the shepherds. Bruce Larson writes, Joy is the surest sign of the presence of God. The bottom line for you and me is simply this. Grimness is not a Christian virtue. If God is the center of one's life and being, joy is inevitable. If we have no joy, we have missed the heart of the good news and our bodies as much as our souls will suffer the consequences. Now remember, I don't think he's trying to say that uh, if you're unhappy, because there's events in life that happen that make us unhappy, right? But when I place my joy in Jesus Christ and I think about the joy of heaven, it makes some of these circumstances, it helps us to deal with those circumstances that bring unhappiness, doesn't it? The angel said, I announce to you, I bring to you good news of great joy. But notice verse 11. He also says the angel announced that the Lord is come. The Savior of the world has been born to you. Of all the announcements in the world. You know, isn't it funny? Now, don't lie. How many of us have joked about the announcements in the worship. Oh my goodness, they just go on and on and on and on. We need to move them here and move them there. But then there's announcements we love to hear. We love for someone to announce our name. To give us praise. We love those announcements. Parents, do you remember when... Your children were born. Do you remember when that announcement was that announcement was made? Oh, wasn't that awesome? But you see, this is greater than any announcement that has ever been made in the history of mankind. He announced that Jesus the Christ would be born. One commentator said. What was the good news? Not that God, listen to him, not that God had sent a soldier or a judge or a reformer. But they, He had sent a Savior to meet man's greatest need. It was the message of peace to a world that had known much war. You've seen those movies when they announce a king? Oh, or a queen? 
Oh, we see some of those on these marriages, these royal marriages over in Great Britain. Man, everybody follows that. And when those announcements are made, man, it's big news. But this was big news in that day. That the Savior of the world was born. Now think about this. Royal engagements are big news. And this time of the year, people sing songs about Jesus. And they talk about the birth of Christ. But what about the announcement of the Savior of the world being born into the world? It wasn't another baby. This one was special. It wasn't just any other announcement. This one was the greatest announcement of all time. An announcement that introduced true joy into the world. Remember, joy is what God is doing through Jesus Christ. One person has said, life was difficult at that time. Just as it is today. Have you had difficulties? Are you sitting today, here today, and you have difficulties? This writer is saying, life was difficult back then as well. Taxes were high. Oh, me. We must have some of their kinfolks in our government, right? Unemployment was high. Morals were slipping lower. What? Wait a minute, I thought that just happened in the last 20 years. A military state was in control. Roman law, Greek philosophy, and even Jewish religion could not meet the needs of men's hearts. Then God sent His Son into the world. What brings us true joy? It's life in Jesus Christ. If our life is all messed up, what is it that can help me turn my life around? It's not self-help books. Oh, they might help for a little bit, but what's going to help me turn my life around? It's true joy found only in Jesus Christ. And folks, we plead with people and we encourage people, do you believe? Like the eunuch, here's water, what's keeping you from being buried with Jesus Christ in baptism? Guess what? The renewal does not end then. It begins... But also does this attack of Satan on your life. And so it's important for us to renew every day. The term Christ means the... It indicated the one that is anointed to be king. This wasn't just any child. This was the king of kings. This was Jesus the Messiah. This was the Christ. Emmanuel God with us. Do you remember in the book of John chapter 1, another announcement that was made about Jesus? When John saw, when John the Baptist saw Jesus, do you remember what he said, John 1 and verse 29? Behold or look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
reminded of a story of a little boy and his grandfather. They were walking along and his grandfather said, Do you know how far we are from home? The grandson looked around and he said, No, I'm not sure. I don't know. He said, Well, do you know where you are? And he looked around and he said, No, Grandpa, I don't know where I'm at. And the grandpa looked down to Adam and he said, Well, it sounds to me like you're lost. To which the grandson looked back at him and he said, Oh no, grandfather, Grandpa, I'm not lost because I'm with you. You see, when we walk with the Lord through Jesus Christ, that's joyful. That's joyful. Because we can declare through Jesus Christ, I'm not lost, Lord, because I'm with You. Joy to the world. We sing it. The Bible speaks about it. Good news of great joy. And in the song, one of the main messages of that song is to let every heart prepare room for Him. Are you busy? Man, look at our church calendar. We're busy just with church events. Are you busy in life? You know what Satan does with our busyness? He uses it so many times to crowd out Jesus in our life. And you think if it's happening to us that it's not happening with people in the world? And yet people all across the world this time of year are singing that song, Joy to the World. Let every heart prepare Him room. Am I preparing room in my heart and in my life for Jesus today? Am I looking for, I believe it was prayed about, looking for people whose hearts are being prepared? They are receptive to hear about the good news, the joy that's found only in Jesus Christ. That's our message this time of year. That's our message January through November. Is that true joy is found in Jesus Christ. And we want you to know Him. We want you to be in Christ so that you can look up to the Father and say, I'm not lost because I'm with you. The Bible is full of examples of people uh, who made room in their hearts. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37. You remember that day of Pentecost when the church began? Peter gets up and he preaches that message. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, notice what the people did. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Now they're making room. In our Bible class we talked about Uh, The church at Sardis that Jesus, through the messenger, said, Wake up! Realize where you are. These people had realized where they are. Their heart was prepared. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Romans chapter 2 and verse 15. The Bible says, Paul writes, Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves and their thoughts, accusing or else excusing them. Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. The Lord is come. A Savior has been born. 
What's the message that we seek to share with people this time of the year and actually all the year through? Here it is. I want you to see Jesus living in me. Despite my circumstances, I want you to see Jesus living in me. On December the 10th, December the 25th, January the 1st, July the 4th, and all the other days. That's the message. And aren't we thankful? Aren't we thankful that there is a time of year that people, more than any other time of the year, likely, are thinking about Jesus. And we can say through our actions and through our words, imitate me because I'm trying to imitate Christ. What a message. Let every heart prepare Him room. The angel announced good news of great joy. Are we sharing that joy with those around us? If you haven't noticed, people in our world are unhappy. People in our world are not experiencing true joy. Oh, that's way off in another state. No. There are people right here in our neighborhoods that need to see true joy lived out. Not just spoken about, but lived out in God's people. Charles Swindoll wrote, If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need is forgiveness. Therefore, God sent us a Savior. Today, what makes you happy? Are you joyful? What about your circumstances? Is it your circumstances that make you joyful or unjoyful? It's our prayer today that if you've not experienced true joy that's only found in Jesus Christ, not from our circumstances, it's our prayer like the people did in Scripture that you will come in faith and obedience and give your life to Jesus Christ and be buried with Him in baptism so you can rise in newness of life. So now you can say, I'm in Christ and I'm not lost, Lord, because I'm with you. Maybe you're here today and Satan has piled a lot of things, a lot of busy things, a lot of things in your life. And you want to push some of those aside and say, you know what? Today, I need to make Jesus number one in my life again. I want to experience that joy that comes through Jesus. There's some, there may be some difficult circumstances going in your life, going on with your job, at school, in your neighborhood. 
What better time than the present? That you could say with your church family, with your Christian family, I need your prayers. Lord, I want to experience the joy that's only found in Jesus Christ. That's together we stand and sing. I only